Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we will promise and deliver on big explosions just for you. It's lost in the mid card. Here we are. Oh after, <laughs> did you like that, Matt? Here we are after AEW Revolution, uh, a fine show, I would say. Maybe not the best pay per view ever, but they still put on a fine show. Uh, a, a very good follow-up as well on Wednesday night. Uh, since we're coming at you this Friday, we will talk about Dynamite. Um, and uh, we'll save NXT for next week possibly, though, uh, just because we would may have not much to talk about the following week. Um, but we're going to talk Ron SmackDown as well, Impact. Also, uh, run down the card for Sacrifice, which is this Saturday on Impact Plus. Fight TV, whatnot. We'll uh, run down the card, our predictions there. Uh, a lot of headlines to talk about. Of course, there's a couple extra days in there since we uh, uh, moved this show to Friday. Uh, so let's get right into it. First, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes and Spotify, any of your favorite podcasting apps as well. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Mid Card and hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically on Wednesdays. But when you subscribe, you'll know when a, a special day comes your way, like this Friday show. And oddly enough, I looked at On This Day Memories on Facebook, and we had a Friday show last year, too. Weird. I don't know. Um, you can also subscribe to us on the YouTube, where we have the video version of the podcast. Please go over to facebook.com slash midcard or Twitter at LITMC podcast, go to the pin post there Head uh, over to our Facebook page. Please give us a follow and uh, on the video, give us a little uh, like and, and maybe a comment, what you think of the show, what you think of what you saw in wrestling this week. Uh, so give us a little thumbs up, a little comment. And we'd appreciate that. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at raw F showtime. It is Mr. Matt black. Matt, how you doing? Look, they fixed everything on Dynamite last night. I'm good. They did. I like that. Life, life, life is better now. I like that. Life was not. Life was not good after Revolution. Boy, that was a shit burger. I felt. I felt like shit. I mean, because I, I can't even imagine how the AEW staff felt. Yeah, because I was really enjoying the show. I was feeling good, and that last minute of the pay per view, I felt like somebody took a freaking boxing glove and punched me as hard in the stomach as they possibly could. Like I legitimately felt like garbage for the rest of the night after that. After the ending of that pay per view, I felt terrible. Yeah, what was shitty about it was it was such a great story oh, of a babyface turn. It was so, and it was so dramatic. It was so awesome. And then, oh my lord, uh, they but they uh, uh, they explained it off on Wednesday, which we'll get into all here shortly. Uh, first, let's uh, let's uh, briefly talk about uh, uh, dynamite from last week, man. 
How about Shaquille O'Neal's performance? That was a, a pretty solid performance in my book, Matt. Underdog. I uh, and shit. I thought <laughs> I thought Jade and Red Velvet had some good exchanges in the ring too, man. I mean that, that you could set that up for a feud on its own. I think because uh, they they looked they looked pretty good in the ring together. Um, I thought it was overall a, a really good uh, a really good match, Matt. Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought everybody involved did a did a did a great job. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought Jack um, did fantastic. I, I love the the table bumpy talk. Nice, nice bump. You know, did he sell yeah. it on Inside the NBA? I didn't get a chance to watch it. <laughs> they 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 showed it. They showed it on. They showed it the next night, and he got a little bit of grief over it because they asked freaking Kenny as Shaq, why you why you tapping Cody's shoulder? And Shaq's like, I had to make sure he was all right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just like, like what? Ah. I was hoping he'd show up in a neck brace like Pat McAfee. Yeah, no, no neck brace. But after that big table spot, um, Jade then hit a uh, kind of what, what, what looked like a glam slam. Uh, to pin Red Velvet and get the win for for Shaq and Jade, uh, really fun overall. They loaded Shaq into an ambulance, and Tony went to open the ambulance door to get answers, and Shaq was gone. And they never followed up on it, even this, even the other night, Matt. It's like with I thought maybe with the debut of Paul White, there might be something going on later on this night, but. They didn't even follow that, up on that, it. That's what I. That's what I assumed. I assumed we were going to see him later in the night confront. I was like, confront what? White or something. But yeah, I was like, what? What the hell happened there? That was so I don't weird. Know. Yeah. And apparently, I mean, everybody. I, and apparently, everybody in Daly's place was able to wa- uh, see him leave the ambulance too. So. Oh really? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, there's about, there's video. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, there's video. There's video people took that show him getting out of the ambulance out of the front or whatever, or something. They didn't hide it well from the crowd. I did. I did. I did not. This is the first I'm hearing about that. I did not know that. Uh, Phoenix and Pac beat some jobbers. Uh, uh, good segment with Jericho and MJF and the Bucks on their press conference, leading to the Bucks doing a little double table dive. That was a pretty good segment there. I loved that. Um, FTR uh, with Tolly took on Jurassic Express six man tag. FTR gets the win with Tolly. Uh, in the end, there was a mystery attacker that helped FTR takes off his uh, takes off his uh, little get up, and lo and behold, it's fucking Sean Spears. Didn't we just talk about this guy last week, Matt? <laughs> well, we we were pathetic in uh, the fact that uh, he was about to come in. He was about to make his comeback to television. So you know, it all it all worked out. It did. Oh, it'll all work out once we get to the end of Dynamite. Let me tell you that much. Uh, uh, Spears, a little, oh, little this new. This week's Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, oh, you. Oh, we got some maybe some different opinions here. Uh, a new little blonde mohawk on uh, on Spears as well, and uh, and they all uh, uh, they all uh, celebrate together, and then Arn Anderson kind of saunters out. Got a little four horseman vibe, huh? Of course, uh, a cool part of that was uh, J.J. Dillon. 
uh, joining the guys at ringside as well. Uh, a little Paul White interview, and uh, they own the horse. Like, well, not AEW, but the the people involved own the Horseman trademark. Oh, that's good. You know, if they if they want to go with the horse, they can't. They can't. Nobody can stop them. Like Flair can't stop them if they if they Vince choose that they want to. Can't if, stop if they, them either. No, they don't own it. As far <laughs> as I know, believe it or not, as far as I'm aware, Conrad Thompson owns the trademark to the four horsemen turkey tits that's my understanding Shut up! turkey tits huh so wow that's yeah a weird own i i know i i thought that was pretty odd myself because i thought for some reason i thought arn anderson owned it but then Which i heard still but then i heard recently that it was conrad that owned it not arn that's, maybe, but, maybe that's mean, why maybe that's why tony's giving him tv time yeah, I I think I think we be like we don't know the name of that faction yet. They have not they have not confirmed any name of that faction. I would not be surprised if they're just called the Horsemen. They yeah, might not call themselves five the them. Four Horsemen. There's five. Yeah, of thanks, them, so. thanks, thanks, Wardlow. Uh, <laughs> oh, he'll turn face soon. If it wasn't for wasn't for Wardlow, they would be the fucking Four Horsemen. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very interested to see. Unless MJF is like, a, unless MJF's doing the JJ, he's too young to do it. But unless he like just calls the shots for a while and doesn't even wrestle, you know, you know, yeah, he that's just, not happening. No, his whole, his whole, if you if you pay attention to long term story, long term storytelling, his whole reasoning for getting a faction to begin with was because he wanted to be the world champion. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's not like he's not going to get this faction and then not work. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, true. So, yeah, it's just the horseman would be cool. Uh, Paul White making his AEW debut came out with a T-shirt that says no more BS on it. I, I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of these new recruits T-shirts so far. So far. I, I didn't like whites and I didn't like Christians. Christians is OK, but and I was very disappointed because I won a pro wrestling tees gift card last oh, week yeah and i was like oh my god i have a gift card for when the new signing shirt comes out on sunday i'm so fucking excited and then christian comes out and he opens his jacket and he shows all the shirt. And i'm like and it's i was like text. Eh, well, there's, dude, like a, I, there's like I, a logo like, behind it but i it's rather would have just said like instant classic or, or no longer everyone no I longer I just, caged <laughs> i just i i didn't i don't i didn't like the shirt at all I ended up ordering hey, an old an old Hangman shirt that I've wanted for the longest time, and in, in the new the millennial cowboy. No, the uh, it's t- <laughs> I'm I'm here to do some cowboy shit. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. That in new, and I got that in the new Hikaru Shida shirt. So, uh, Paul but yeah, I, I wanted to get the Christian shirt until he showed it, and then I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes their designs are are either a little too much or not enough. Yeah, I thought that one was a. I thought that one was a big disappointment. Uh, hopefully, Paul, hopefully he'll get a better shirt in in the months ahead. But I won't have a gift card then. Paul, <laughs> so, yeah, you will. Uh, Paul White talking about uh, the new elevation, which him and Tony will call starting Monday. And oh fuck, what a main event to kick off elevation, Matt Riho against Maki Ito. I love it. 
Damn, that's gonna be a love hell of a it, main love event. It, love it, love it. Uh, I, I think I somewhere along the line I'll have. Uh, I think I have the rundown for elevation. If not, we'll maybe try to dig it up before the end of the show. Uh, and Paul no, White, no, talking- no, no matter no matter what, AEW needs to do everything in their power to put yes. pen to paper. Yes, they need to get Maki Ito under a contract yes. as soon as humanly possible. Surprise, you know motherfucker! You know, one of the worst things, she has no t-shirts on pro wrestling tee. Really? Like, literally, I, I literally just typed in Maki Ito because I thought maybe she had her own store or whatever. And she has no shirts on pro wrestling tees at all. Like, her first shirt that AEW releases for her is going to blow up. It don't matter what. I, I'm telling you, it won't matter what it looks like. That shirt's gonna sell gangbusters when they re- when they release that if they sign her to a deal. Oh man, she is. Uh, if you didn't know who she is now, everybody is basically she's over already. Oh, um, insane, insanely over. Yeah, if you didn't know her, if you already knew her, you're happy as fuck. Uh, if you didn't know her, you're in love with her already, and uh, she yeah, she is over. It's awesome. Um, Paul White talking about how he. Uh, Hall of Fame worthy talent is going to make a huge surprise and be a huge asset to AEW. It's not who you think, even though we thought who it was and we were right. Well, I was even well, right on let, the ladder. Let's, let's 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 be real. The, it's not who you think was them saying it's, it's not, not CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. Did, they don't want to come out and say his name, but they were trying to cover their basis immediately. And look, it's 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 on us the wrestling community to overhype ourselves yeah you know even after punk went on twitter and said it's not me no nobody believed people were still like oh it's still you you're working us you know it's just and that's the and that's that's the problem with the wrestling community we do this to ourselves so Yeah. yeah like i had it down the four people and I was very confident as of like Friday evening, I believe. Either I think it was Friday evening. I was I was ninety to ninety five percent certain that it was Christian Cage. So yeah, I was yeah, not my, dis- I was not disappointed. Yeah, my predictions were Christian and Ethan Page for the latter match, and lo and behold, I went two for two there. Yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose took on Rayo Mizunami in the finals of the Eliminator Tournament. Another great match in that tournament. Every match on Dynamite was tremendous. And, of course, all the matches on YouTube were good as well. Uh, but uh, uh, as Matt predicted, uh, we ain't bringing a lady over from Japan just to wrestle one match. So she won to take on Sheeta at um, Revolution. Uh, we had a little, another segment with Sting and Tony and Team Taz. Uh, then, uh, the face, the main event face of the ladder match or not main event, uh, face the ladder match qualifier, Max Caster in 10, uh, Max Caster getting the win there after about a 10 minute match, decent little match there by a couple of up and coming superstars, which we uh, found out afterwards that Anthony Bowens is has hurt. in fact out with an injury. So like the I, win, like I the win made sense. Yeah. Like I suspected. It's like, <laughs> I had he had... not, had he not been hurt, there's no way that they wouldn't have been in the battle no. Royal. No. There's no fucking way. No. But I mean I, I thought it was pretty cool of Tony to give Caster that that platform. Because Vince. a lot of times in other companies, when Vince. one when one tag team guy goes down, the other one disappears. You know, like the Viking Raiders are a perfect example. Yep. Example. Like when's the last time we've seen Eric? You know, after after Ivar got hurt. 
Well, then he decided you know, to do some. He decided to do some surgery on his own while he had the downtime. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, it's just, I'm just using that as an example. Jay Uso but was the same. Happens. Yeah, Jay Uso was the same way until Daniel Bryan took over creatively. Well, and that, said, that hey, had a lot. That had a lot to do with Roman. Let's let's too. be real. That like yeah. if Roman hadn't have been back on TV, Jay Uso wouldn't have been back on TV either. That was that was all. That was all Roman influence, in my opinion. Like, I'm sure Brian wanted to help, you know, facilitate the push. But Jay's Jay's reappearance back on television was a product of Roman returning at SummerSlam. And the main event, uh, Silver and Hangman took on Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn, and the good guys got the win there. It was good. That was a good episode of Dynamite. It almost felt like a pay-per-view in itself there. Um, I thought I thought it was one of the best go home shows I've seen for a wrestling pay per view in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, AEW Revolution, uh, the buy in. We had uh, Britt Baker and Maki Ito taking on Riho and Thunder Rosa um, with the heels. That was, the that was such a that was such a pleasant surprise. Yeah, Maki Ito being the surprise uh, partner for Britt Baker since Reba was uh, hurt. Um, Jim Thea, Ross. Trinidad, Thea, Thea Trinidad took herself off the board that night by uh, hopping on Twitch and playing video games. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, well, Not it ain't going to be her. But some people, and look, and this is a perfect example of wrestling fans. There are even some wrestling fans going, oh, she's playing backstage. <laughs> and like five minutes before the match, she's going to go off the air and show up. And I'm just like, oh, boy. Guys. Oh guys come stretch on. stretching come it there on. stretching it you there know, a little bit but little yeah I mean, but i mean that's just what that's what wrestling fans do we over yeah, obviously we overhype ourselves and like we're not this we're not the only genre to do this in there were a lot of people that were disappointed with the season finale of wandavision and that was because everybody hyped themselves up into well, fan theories and stuff everybody's disappointed that, that really in any didn't you know, almost every never really were going to happen to begin with. That's with almost any show. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm just I'm just saying, like we 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 as a human being, <laughs> everybody hyped themselves up for Game of Thrones and were let down. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it you, you'll you'll find it in any fandom. Like we're we're not so different than you know other people essentially. Damn, uh, a damn good start to the pay-per-view with uh, Jericho and MJF taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, probably the the one match on the card that could have went either way. We, we were really, you know, un- unsure of what was going to happen here, but I think we both picked the Bucks on it, and we were right on that. Um, went about 18 minutes. It was a, a definite uh, hell of a tag team match to start things off. Uh, very, very, uh, very good match there. And um, then we got the Casino Battle Royale uh, with all sorts of teams jumping in on here. Natural Nightmares, 5 and 10. Why did they call them Nickel and Dime? Come on. Uh, Santana Ortiz, Matt and Mike Seidel, Grace, uh, Grayson and Uno, Austin and Colton Gunn. So I think this is might have been, uh, uh, I would assume, I think both there. Well, no, I think Austin's been on pay-per-view with his daddy. So I think it was Colton's pay-per-view debut. Uh, Peter Avalon. Yeah, he, might, he might have been in a past casino. I think Austin. Austin played. Um, I think Austin yeah, wrestled with Billy. Yeah, and and so this is Colton's debut. Uh, Peter Avalon, Cesar Bononi, Varsity Blondes, Bear Country, 
Jurassic Express, Butcher Blade, Private Party, SCU, Ray Phoenix and Pack, Silver and Reynolds. AEW's got a lot of tag teams, Matt. Jesus Christ. I'll tell you who impressed here that kind of out of the blue that didn't that you wouldn't expect to. I thought Bear Country had a pretty good showing in this match, Matt. Tag team wrestling. Yep. Oh, uh, what happened? There, are you there? Are you there? Yeah, I. Yeah, looks co- like you look like you froze up for a second. Yeah, connections kind of getting Can worse. Yeah, a little bit. Motherfucker. I hear you clear now. You yeah, hear I'm me? good? Yep. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I'm just making sure you hear me. Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit there, but we're good. Uh, I thought Bear Country had a hell of a, a, a show in there, Matt. Got some eliminations. Looked pretty good there. Um, of course, Q, you know, QT Marshall's a piece of shit. We know that if you watch Sammy vlog, right? Oh, the same vlog on everybody that for you know a very long time. And if people haven't been paying attention to Sammy's vlog, then well, shame on you. Uh, unfortunately, Fuego didn't get the win on Dark though. I was not happy about that at all. Like the, the QT did not fucking need that damn win, <laughs> no. like at all. No, I was. I was I was not I was not look, I don't go out of my way to really watch Dark more. Just don't have time. But I went away to that match and I You right? Yeah, you would cut out again. Are you serious? Yeah. So, uh, what what was that about QT? What, what, what what's the last thing you heard? Uh, you were just talking about the Sammy vlog about how uh, you were disappointed how QT did not. Are you disappointed how Fuego didn't win? Yeah. I, I was just I just said like I don't really, I don't really get to see AEW Dark much. Yeah. Anymore, I just don't have time. Yeah. But I not, went, not many I, of us I, do. I went, I went out of my way to go and watch that match. So I was very disappointed that Fuego didn't get the fucking win. You think that, did they set it up to continue at all or no? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to wait for Sammy's vlog this Tuesday to find out, but it yeah. seemed it. Good point. Seemed pretty, uh, seemed pretty final to me. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, the end of that tag team uh, casino battle Royal, a uh, hell of a, uh, hell of a twosome there between Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy with Ray Phoenix getting the win. Phoenix and Pac moving on to face the Bucks at uh, some uh, yet-to-be-determined time, I think. I don't know. Are they, are they announced when they're uh, going it's gonna, it's gonna to be on a special dynamite. Yeah. You know, you know, you know when they're going to do it? April 7th. <laughs> Go up against TakeOver 1. Night one? Yeah, because not, not only do I think you're going to get Ray Phoenix and Pack against the Young Bucks on April 7th, I think we're getting blood and guts Ooh. on April 7th. And it's going to be the inner circle. Oh, there, you know there's going to be a, you know there's going to be counter-programming. 
Yeah, I th- I think I think we're getting both that title match and bling guts on that. I think Christian Cage will be in action too. Not sure of the match. I think they're going to pull the trigger on him and Kenny. It's quick. But he'll be in action on April 7th. Mark my words. Somebody will step in. Because we'll probably have they Kingston. Move, we'll probably have Kingston and Omega. They, they might Christian Cage and Mox against the Good Brothers and Omega. They might do a six-man that night. They're Maybe. They're going to stack. Oh yeah, they're definitely stacking the the deck for um for that April 7th show for sure. After NXT made the announcement that uh which we I mean it had been long rumored for uh, uh not long rumored but it had been rumored for a couple weeks now that uh Takeover is going to be a two-night event uh with the announcement of a Thursday Takeover show after after people had noticed it it was going to uh, uh after uh, the WWE network kind of spoiled it when people trying to cancel their subscriptions. Uh, they noticed that uh, uh, TakeOver is going to be on a Thursday, so they just announced, of course, two-night TakeOver on Wednesday and Thursday before Mania. So, AEW Women's Championship uh, up next, Hikaru Shida, Ro Mizunami. Uh, this was a, 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 a tremendous women's match here as well. Went about 15 minutes. Hikaru Shida continues uh, her long reign as AEW champion. And... Uh, after the match, Nyla Rosha showed up, attacked uh, attacked Ryo, and Sheeta tried to intervene, and Britt Baker and Maki Ito showed up, and then Thunder Rosa came in for the save, setting up the obvious six-woman tag that would happen on Dynamite the next night, or uh, following Wednesday, I mean. Miro and Kip Sabin against Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and uh, uh, we got we kind of got the badass Miro here, didn't we, Matt? Yeah, and I think we're finally going to get the, the the split between him and Kip when they meet up in this uh, arcade match. Yeah, because I I think I think Kip will take the loss for the team, and Ro will snap afterwards and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and I think I think that will that will split them off, and we'll, we'll finally get you know Miro in you know in the main event picture where he belongs, mm-hmm. and. Man, I I got man, you mind if I go on a rant right now? Okay. All right. Motherfucker's never gonna be happy. Never gonna be happy. Miro, like, Miro shows up, they don't immediately rush into the main event. And everybody's like, What the fuck you doing? Why are you wasting Miro? Why isn't he in the main event? Why isn't he challenging for the world title? They bring in Christian Cage. They tease that he's going to feud with Kenny Omega. Why the fuck you bringing in? Why you fuck you bringing him in and putting him in the main event immediately? Why is he already challenging for the title? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like you can't have it both fucking ways, dipshits. Yeah. Like you, you either want them to come in and immediately go to the main event, or you want them to be built. You can't have both. And while both men should be granted to be right in the main event title picture immediately. The fact AEW tried to not do that with Miro and people bitched about it. So Khan was like, all right, let's just do it with Christian. And people still fucking bitch about it. Yeah. Like you can't fuck you can't fucking win on on you know on that. And it's 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 frustrating to see to see the fan base act that way. Yeah. 
yeah. And then you then you have the ending that happened at the pay per view, and then the marks really go off on it. Oh, you telling me? Chris Jericho at MGF interviewed by Alex Marvez backstage. Uh, Jericho says there's going to be a war cancel on Wednesday. And uh, J- MGF says he's been thinking about this a whole lot and thinks a change. He thinks a change will make the inner circle a whole lot better. And uh, we all thought we knew what was coming, but, oh, just wait. Uh, Hangman Adam Page against Matt Hardy. Big money match. This was a, a pretty decent match here as we – uh, came to expect between these two guys. I think it was a little too long. About 15 minutes is what it went. I think it was about three minutes too long. AEW likes to make long matches, don't they? Yeah, I just I look. I love Matt Hardy, but I don't. I don't think Matt Hardy at this point in his career needs to be in any matches longer than 10 minutes. Yeah, like especially in a one-on-one environment. You know, like if you're not utilizing like the broken gimmick or you're not in like a multi, you know, a multi-man tag match. Like I, I don't, I don't think Matt Hardy at this point in his career needs to be in in a match longer than 10 minutes. I just, I just don't. I, I think it, I think he kind of exposes him at this point in his career. And I just, I he's, look, I love, I love Matt. I'm, I'm trying to preface this, but he's just, he's not as good as he once was. He's yeah. much more, he's much more valuable as a, you know, as a, you know, a talker, a carny, you know, a talker, a talent, a carny piece of shit. Like, like his, his in, his in ring time should be scaled, should be scaled back. He's in his late forties. So is it late? I thought he was in his early forties. I thought he was like 42 or 47 this year. Holy fuck. Yeah, I see. I I thought he was on the early end of the forties, but being broken. What's Jeff, what, what's, Jeff, what's Jeff Hardy then? Jeff Hardy. Maybe that's who I'm thinking. Jeff Hardy is forty. He'll be forty four this year. Okay, I was probably I was probably thinking of Jeff. Okay, pretty, pretty cool finish by uh, the uh, the Dark Order catching Hangman and then basically slingshotting him up into a buckshot lariat. I thought that was a pretty clever finish uh, to get to the end there. For uh, for Hangman Adam Page, he's rich. He's got that. He's got that big money. Face of the Revolution ladder matchup next. Uh, Max Caster coming out, making Doctor Seuss, Governor Cuomo jokes. Lance Archer comes out. Hey, they were listening to me. I said how I missed how Lance Archer just beat the shit out of someone during his entrance. Well, he did it. Well, you might be turning heel too. Uh, uh, little uh foreshadow for wednesday and um of course we got scorpio sky penta and uh the sixth man as i predicted all ego ethan page uh hell of a get for aew for sure and uh that looked like a giant gold bootio on the top of the uh top of the ladder matt <laughs> uh everybody i talked to is calling it the sonic yeah, waiting, sonic for the, rain. waiting for the sound effect to go off when someone grabs it. Look, I said I wanted the brass ring to be big enough to be visible. I didn't mean that big. Well, you got what you asked for, pal. Yeah, well. Oh, well. <laughs> what did you think of the ladder match? I, I, I thought it was uh, solid as always. I found myself being way too distracted by Cody. Oh, they focused on him a little too much, Just you like, think? Like the shit in the tunnel, like he felt like he was in the tunnel for like half the match. Yeah. 
and he just kept getting up and looked like he was going to come back in and going back down and getting up and looked like he's going to like I found myself I found my eyes looking at the tunnel to be distracted and looking up at the tunnel instead of actually focusing what was going on in the ring and I wish they wouldn't have done that I, I don't I I am never I have never been a fan of wrestler A gets hurt in the middle of the match gets taken to the back and then comes back at the end of the match. And I especially don't like it when wrestler A wins, uh, you know, so yeah. I'm happy. I'm That's happy WWE Cody, booking right there. Yeah. I'm happy Cody didn't win, but I still didn't like that. They did it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fucking, it was just kind of. Eh, fucking Pen- Penta hitting the destroyer on Cody on that ladder. That was some, some insane shit right there, man. In the end, it was Scorpio sky getting the win. And, uh, and then uh, on Wednesday night, I subsequently predicted his heel turn on Twitter. I predicted it. I felt it. I well, felt he was he was he was he was playing heel in the booth last week. Yeah, yeah. You know, in in the match when it was uh, Caster and uh, Ten. Yeah. I mean, he was very much you know speaking like a heel. Gave you the on, foreshadow on commentary that night. Gave you the foreshadow. And the contract signing moment. Nobody in the ring or anything, just a podium and a countdown and uh, and uh, kind of some familiar music. It was uh, similar to his Impact Wrestling music. Yeah, Christian, it's, a, it's, a, it's a remix. Yeah, Christian Cage. Uh, of course, he used the countdown and Impact as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. So it's, he's, yeah it's, all, it's almost identical. So him and, uh, him and Archer get the countdowns. Um. Was Jericho the first one? Jericho had to be the first one to use it, right? The countdown? Yeah. For the t- uh, like for uh, entrance. I would think so. I can't think of any, but I mean I might be wrong. But yeah. I mean just, just thinking being put on the spot like this, I can't recall anyone else using the countdown prior to Y2J. But I could like I said, I could I could be wrong. Christian, uh, hell of a signing. He's 47, but hasn't wrestled for seven years, uh, the past seven years regularly. So um, I guess you could say he's a young 47, right, Matt? I think he, I, yeah, I think he looks great. I, think, I thought he looked great in the Rumble. He's yeah. gone on record as saying if he didn't think he could do in the rain what he did back then, he wouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. So I believe him. Matt, all and he wants. I think, I think, and I think he's ready to. I think he's ready to roll. And I Matt, think WWE fucked up. Matt, all he wants is one more match. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> he wants <laughs> he, a few. He wants yeah, a few. He signed that man signed a full time multi year deal. I think <laughs> he wants a lot more than just one match. He might want one more title reign. One more, one more match, and then a one more match after that, and then a one more yeah, match. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, I think he's, uh, he's here for the long haul, as he, as he told, uh, Renee on oral sessions earlier this week. Which is such so, a weird, weird, weird name for a show. Right? Saying it out loud. Hey, congrats it gets, to Renee. It gets people, it gets people's attention. Congrats to Renee. Uh, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but became a U.S. citizen officially. So. Uh, so yeah, good to see Christian. I think it is a major deal because a WWE fucked up. I know the marks are going to say, Oh, you're hiring a WCW. They're hiring all the old guys. You know, that's why they're called marks. 
And uh, so, yeah. Oh, the street fight. Oh, man. This was probably one of the best cinematic matches I've seen, Matt. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the open. It was kind of a movie-like open. Uh, and, and then the match itself, man. I, I, I don't know, man, but uh, I, I thought this was one of the better cinematic matches I've seen. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, Darby, Darby going was- through that glass. That was so cool. And then they show it in slow motion on Dynamite on Wednesday. That, that was that was pretty fucking cool. Dar- Darby ba- Darby basically said he had a hand in like producing ninety percent of this match. Oh, really? Cool. So he said he he was a. Uh, so he's the he's he, the man behind his own videos. Then half the time. Yeah, he he said he dropped out of college to be a um. He, he was he was taking filmmaking. Oh. In college, that and, just makes and, a lot of sense. Out. That just makes so, a lot of sense. The he he enjoys the fact that Tony Khan allows him to continue you know, his, his passion of, of filmmaking yeah. while, while wrestling in, 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 in AEW. So yeah, I thought, uh, I thought, I thought the street fight was amazing. I thought Sting looked great. I thought, I thought everybody in the match looked great, but particularly I thought Sting in the ring um, was, was awesome. And, you know, we're getting, look, Lance Archer's getting his wish. Lance Archer for years has wanted to do something with Sting. Like all the way back in like the freaking Lance Hoyt TNA days when oh. Vince Russo told him, yeah, bro, we'll get something done with you and Sting. And it never fucking happened. <laughs> Yo, bro. <laughs> so like. We're going to give you Guitar Hero controllers instead. But like Lance, he, Archer is super pumped to do something with Sting. And I think the two of them together will, will make something pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Um. I guess I guess you you you're probably gonna turn him heel. Obviously, having a feud with Sting. I don't know if you need to turn him heel though. He just turned him babyface recently. Well, let's let's see what tunnel he goes out of. <laughs> I love it like, when the I, announcers. Uh, when, I love it when the announcers reference the tunnels. <laughs> I would prefer them just. I prefer. I would prefer Lance Archer to just manage cleaner. Yeah. I just I just want one guy in AEW who is a complete badass. He doesn't care if you're a good guy. He doesn't care if you're a bad guy. He just wants to beat the shit out of everybody. Hey, everybody. And, that, and, that's, every, what Lance, and that's what Lance Archer should be. Hey, everybody dies. Yeah, so. exactly. So. Darby Allen taking a coffin drop from fuck knows where and going to God knows where. Uh, man, that was fucking cool. Uh, it's pretty cool to see uh, Hook get involved a little bit as well. Um, and, of course, Powerhouse Hobbs. But uh, it was not enough because Darby takes everybody out with the uh, uh, with that uh, that uh, coffin drop from who knows where, and then that left Sting and Starks in the ring, and uh, Sting hitting the splash and hitting the Scorpion Death Drop, and uh, Sting and Darby Allen getting the win, and uh, Sting looking great in the ring. Uh, you saw a lot of in-ring stuff with Sting. It wasn't protecting him at all. It was a lot. There was a lot of the street fight stuff, but there was a lot of in-ring stuff with Sting too, and he looked phenomenal. So excited to see Sting in a a non-cinematic match, which will probably be with Lance Archer, uh, probably at uh, at Double or Nothing. I would assume. Man, if you want to really fuck the ratings war up on uh wrestlemania you put archer and sting april 7th <laughs> you won't it's not gonna happen they're gonna make you pay for sting i assume you never know matt though 
We'll I mean, find it, out soon enough. That's Mania weekend, so I wouldn't put it past Tony to put Sting on TV. I think I think April seventh is going to be a very big show. Well, so, no more BS, Matt. <laughs> will you stop? No more BS. Oh fuck! Main event. Exploding barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega, John Moxley. This was fucking great. Well, let's just not talk. Well, we won't talk. We're just talking about the match at this point right the now. match itself was, was awesome. Man, yeah. dude. When, my favorite part of the match was when Omega hit the one-winged angel and Moxley triggered an explosion to break it up. That was that was so fucking genius. I, I love that was my favorite part of the match. I just, I, I thought that was, I thought first, oh, uh, somebody's going to kick out of the one wing angel for the first time ever. Uh, still, nobody's kicked out of it. Uh, somebody's exploded out of it though, Matt. <laughs> uh, holy fuck. Uh, just all, the match itself was tremendous. Uh, the setup, the get up, the explosions, they were great. Um, fucking, uh, what the hell was that? Did what did uh, Moxley uh, drove Omega through that that platform with a paradigm shift? That wasn't that what it was on the outside? Was that what he hit on there? Was a paradigm shift? I think you remember yeah, Matt from, from from the from the run apron. Yeah, that Matt that fucking move yeah. was nice. Uh, Rimsburg looking like he he, he was trying like a to beekeeper. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, well, the Good Brothers came and, and fucked everything up. Uh, after this was after uh, Moxley triggered the explosion. Uh, after the one winged angel, the Good Brothers came out, handed uh, uh, Omega an exploding barbed wire baseball bat. That was pretty cool. Uh, and uh, then finally, uh, the Good Brothers took over. And Omega put Moxley up for the one-winged angel on a steel chair and got the win after 25 minutes of insane insanity, man. I fucking loved it. It was a hell of a match. After the match, uh, the announcers noted that the clock is still ticking and uh, the ring's going to explode if they hit the 30-minute mark. So that allowed Gallows and Anderson to handcuff Moxley and uh, the quartet continued to beat up Moxley and left him laying. And then uh, a big swerve, a big surprise with about 20 seconds left. Out comes fucking Eddie Kingston to save Moxley. I thought that was just a tremendous way to, to do a babyface turn. I thought it was... I mean, I was on the edge of my fucking seat until, well, the clock hit zero, and we all know what happened there, didn't? But that aside, Matt, before a clock went zero, that ending was fucking great. If that if that explosion would have delivered, we'd be talking about this a completely different way, wouldn't we? Yeah, I, I would certainly say so. Because, goddamn, that was something, especially with Eddie Kingston coming out. Nobody saw that coming. And the story it told to him basically jumping on the grenade, so to speak. 
Uh, but unfortunately, we got what we got. But, uh, you know, they explained it off well on Dynamite, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Moxley gets on the mic. Uh, this was posted on social media afterwards. And uh, Kenny Omega may be a tough son of a bitch, but he can't make an exploding ring worth a shit. So that was kind of just to send the crowd home happy, I guess, Matt. I, you know, I that. felt like I felt like he he wanted to say something. Yeah, because the crowd, yeah, the crowd, it was like, what the fuck was this? Oh boy, you know. But hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. BTE this week, uh, old Tony Hawk ha- hooking the boys up with some decks. Bunch of bunch of. Oh, no, is that Tony Hawk's company? Yeah, I think Tony. I, Hawk's I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know who. The, I didn't know who the board company was. I didn't I'm, realize I'm, it was Tony Hawk. I'm pretty sure Tony Hawk. Probably with his relationship with Darby Allen is probably what hooked that up. Um, but yeah, that uh, I think Tony Hawk hooked them hooked them up with the boards. If I remember, if I remember right, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um, so all the I guess there's a lot of skaters in the company. Uh, Ryan Nemeth does, I guess. Matt Jackson said he used to. Obviously, we know about Darby Allen. So, uh, uh, <laughs> oh Matt, what you think about the the Good Brothers and uh, uh, Brandon Cutler's big problem? <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> the Good Brothers. Fucking, fucking dumb. Oh my god, the good brothers cracked me up. I love when LG goes into Vince mode too, man. He's got a come. Shut up! Will you stop? Oh. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Will you stop? I can't I can't fucking stop laughing at the good brothers, man. That's just so fucking funny. Uh then we get some interesting uh developments in the this new church between Ryzen. Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Quite the interesting trio indeed. Um, got some behind the scenes stuff from Dynamite. Shaq making his entrance. Um, and uh, pretty cool little thing with Matt and his little boy to, uh, recreating the uh, the table splash as well. I thought that was kind of that was kind of cool. Uh, then we got the Good Brothers and Cutler. I guess this is a doctor waiting room because I guess the erection lasted more than four hours. <laughs> so I had to go to the doctor. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt's just shaking. His yeah, head. you're you're enjoying you're you're enjoying that a lot more than I am. I just <laughs> I couldn't. I just thought it was dumb. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, uh, then we got a bunch of uh, revolution highlights and uh, uh, the Dark Order celebrating. A big win for Hangman, even though the Dark Order had like a lot of teams in that battle royal and they didn't do the job. But uh, uh, but Hangman won, so they celebrate the best way that they could. And um, then they realize uh, uh, that the Dark Order realizes, you know, unfortunately, where, where's Anna? Anna, 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 Anna is getting surgery, unfortunately. So no Anna for a while. Maybe. Joining the Dark Order could be Maki Ito, Matt. Surprise, motherfucker! That was fucking great, wasn't it? <laughs> Come, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. If that's, Come, if that's the direction they want to go. Comes through the door with the double birds. Surprise, motherfucker! And then the Dark Order just went nuts. <laughs> uh, private Party went to check on Matt Hardy after the loss. Uh, he wasn't taking it well. What's with the grapes? Do you know what's with the grapes, Matt? They did it on that's- Dynamite, too. The grapes are back when 
Matt Hardy was originally fired from WWE. Okay. And he was he was utilizing them in online skits, um, going nuts over the relationship between Edge and Lita. Oh. And the grapes signified basically alcohol, essentially. Oh. And he was Matt Hardy, all caps. <laughs> all caps. And he was all about the grapes. The grapes were like, were were like, uh, they they were to be. They were implied to be like an alcoholic type of thing or drugs or, or, or something along those things. So, yeah, the, the fact that the grapes are back is is hysterical. And it's definitely a nice nod to old school Matt Hardy stuff that clearly not everybody remembers. Like yeah. you, didn't, you didn't remember. So, um, yeah. Yeah, they brought it out on Dynamite, too. Yeah. Uh, Dynamite, speaking of Dynamite, uh, Kicking off with uh, Ray Phoenix and Matt Jackson. Uh, tremendous singles match between those two guys. And uh, like Ex- Excalibur is talking, like Ex- Excalibur's obviously called a lot of Young Bucks matches in his day. And he was like, he, he could count on one hand how many singles matches he's called. So it's kind of cool seeing the Bucks in singles matches where you don't normally do that. After the match, we get John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in a room with, uh, with some drinks. And, um, Kingston says he uh, went into that ring thinking he was going to protect his friend Moxley from a big explosion. He got a flashback the last time he had this anxiety. He was sitting in a jail cell and everything went black. So that is uh, Eddie's explanation of what happened there for selling the explosion that didn't happen. And Eddie said, you can go ahead and make fun of it. Call him a coward or less of a man. He says uh, he talks about how Kenny Omega thinks this is a video game. But uh, he didn't scar up his hands playing video games. Moxley said he didn't think Kenny was joking. Moxley said uh, that that Kenny really wanted to blow him up. Eddie joked that Impact paid for the bomb. <laughs> Moxley says, "Well, which, is, makes- which is implying that Don Callis bought the bomb." Yeah, I mean, uh, I, a lot of you were like, "Oh, maybe they're picking on Impact again," but I'm like, "No, Don Callis is an executive of Impact. with the company. Yeah. They were implying that Don Callis paid for the bomb." Moxley says people that. people just need to people need to chill out. They're like they really they have really backed off on the whole yeah, impact yeah, yeah. burial thing. Yeah. This well, I didn't I did not find this to be that bad. Like it to me, it made sense in the story that Don Callis would in fact pay for this bomb for Kenny. Yeah. So you know, people, my, my, you, you know how people get Eddie Eddie joke for something to complain about. Eddie joked that Impact paid for the bomb. Moxley says, "Well, that makes perfect sense." And, and Moxie wondered if the bomb said Acme on it. <laughs> Back to the old Looney Tunes days. Uh, yeah, my my roommate, who's a casual fan, popped really hard for the Acme line. Really? So I mean, it was definitely something that uh, they got over. I guarantee you that that was a very. I, I guarantee you that was a line that a lot of people enjoyed. Moxley says, uh, uh, "I survived the barbed wire death match, and all I got was the stinking T-shirt." <laughs> that was pretty good too. Uh, Moxley says, well, uh, even though he didn't win the world championship, he got his drinking buddy back. Uh, Moxley said that Kingston could have got there earlier. They, they joked about it kind of in a friendly way. And Moxley says he's glad Eddie didn't go blown up. And Eddie says same. And, uh, Moxley says, if they're going to use a weapon, you better use it. Or if you're going to flash a weapon, you better use it. Um, Matt, I thought this was a good way to explain the shit show at the end of the pay-per-view. 
And uh, man, I I am so happy that Kingston and Moxley are together because this just opens up a whole new realm of of things uh, of, of things you can do with these two guys. Uh, you wonder what to do with Moxley now that he's not in the title picture. You got it right here. Uh, uh, him and Kingston. It's gonna. This is gonna be a a, a hell of a duo. And uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun watching these two guys work together, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this was something people have been hoping for for a while. Yeah. So, you know, to, fi- to finally get it, um, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be very entertaining. Yeah. Like the seg- um, like segment was. So, so, yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes beat a jobber in like under a minute. Uh Tony Schiavone uh, interviewed him, but then Penta L Zero showed up to talk some shit. Uh, even mentioned uh, uh, Cody's wife and kid, and uh, did not he did not like that, which started a little brawl that got broken up. Um, I wonder if Alex Abrahentes is going to be uh, Penta's manager. Maybe I think it that could work. Uh, obviously, you've seen him on on BTE. Uh, I, I think he would be a decent manager for Penta. What do you think, Matt? I'm I'm confused as the I'm confused on the direction for Death Triangle at the moment. Yeah, it's not really a triangle right now, is it? Yeah, I'm not. I I need to, I need to understand where things are going from there before I before I start pairing uh Penta up with uh with that with that guy as his manager and I I, I need to know, I need to know what's going on. Yeah, uh, I need more info because obviously Ray and Penta or Ray and Pac are working babyface and Penta is obviously working heel right here. So, I think Death Triangle long term is better as a heel, but at least two thirds of my I think Phoenix could be a top babyface in any company right now. But uh, I guess we're gonna rematch Cassidy and Taylor against uh, Kip and Mero. I you know so yeah, like I said, I, I think this I think- is where Kip loses it for the team. Yep. And Miro loses it in response and getting kills Kip. Tony Schiavone comes out and interviews. And um, Sting said Darby's a Darby Allen's a dangerous man, puts his body on the line every night. And when you combine a dangerous man like Darby and a man like the Stinger, you're going to get the win. And uh, not in far into the interview, Lance Archer shows up with Jake, and uh, that uh, led to some uh, led, led to an interesting dynamic there. Um, so uh, it'll uh, we'll see where that goes from here. That's going to be kind of interesting. Um, QT Marshall with Lee Johnson and Marshall says emotions got the best of him during the tag team battle Royal when he walked out on Dustin Rhodes, but we all no, know he's full of shit. You're just a piece of shit. Exactly. He's a piece of shit. Uh, all ego. Ethan Big Pig. fat shit eater. Uh, a <laughs> lot of shit eating. A lot of shit eating. Lot. Not, not a lot of respect. No not, respect. No respect. Not a lot of respect. Uh, Ethan page against Lee Johnson. Unfortunately marred, by TNT playing NBA audio at the same time. That was weird. Please don't take my sunshine away. It's like, are we here? It's like, I hear whistles. I hear, what the fuck's going on here? There's a, there's a yeah, basketball literally game. Literally a fucking NBA game over Dynamite. It was very frustrating. I believe- it was even more frustrating when I determined that it was a TNT 
thing and not an AEW thing because I reached out to other people who were watching in Canada or watching on Fight Internationally. Yeah, and Fight nobody knew, And nobody knew what I was talking about. Yeah, this it wasn't was a, happening. Yeah. This was a TNT thing in the States, and it made AEW look bad. And I, I think their ratings that came out today, even though they beat, even though they beat NXT, I think they would have been a little higher had they not had that 10 plus minutes of uh, audio fuckery that I think some people tuned out from. Yeah. Uh, I believe Tony Khan made good and put the, posted the full match on YouTube as he well. He did. But still, you know, the da- the damage is done, you know, so to speak. Page beat up on, uh, on Lee Johnson after the match. And, uh, well, QT Marshall did nothing because why, Matt? He's a dick. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Uh, Human du- filth. Dustin Rhodes made the save. Um, Alex Marvez interviewing Adam Page. Page uh, bought a lawnmower with some of Matt Hardy's money and uh, and rode off with the Dark Order. That was kind of funny. Uh, poor Five. Poor Five. God, Five just gets the shaft all the time, doesn't he? He's even getting the shaft in the boy band, Sammy's vlog. He's getting the shaft on BTE. Poor Five. At least he never found out about the torn up valentine because that would have just been crushing wouldn't have been i think he's had enough issues so we were supposed to have an interview with tony shivani and christian cage but then kenny omega's music plays and then you immediately think oh are we gonna get this somewhere down the line because aew likes to uh, set up multiple things at once and then take their time and build them well most of the time uh and so while we have Kingston involved with Kenny, we're sowing a little seed for uh, Christian Cage and Kenny, aren't we, Matt? Yeah, I will I will admit I was kind of annoyed by this. Why so? Um, because I want to hear from Christian Cage. True. He showed up on Sunday, didn't say a word. I was looking forward to hearing what he had to say on Wednesday. And again, nothing. So... Don't tease me again that Christian Cage is going to speak and not give it to me. Don't tease I'll me, get bro. really fucking pissed off. Like, next week, if you advertise we're going to hear from Christian Cage, I want to fucking hear from Christian Cage. And that's all I got to say about that. Thank you, Forrest. Don Callis says uh, you're not going to hear from the brand new signing of AEW because we call the shots around here. And... um then uh, Don stroked Omega's junk a little more, calling him the uh, god of professional wrestling, uh, the king of the death match. And uh, Omega said, well, maybe not everything went to plan. And uh, they joked about the explosion. I love that they made fun of the explosion. They poked fun at it even more. Uh, I thought that uh, they, they had to. Yeah, whatever. They did what they needed to do on Wednesday. And I thought I thought that was good. Um, to, me, to me, it was the best thing they could have done. Uh, they joked about being the explosion not heard around the world. And uh, they found it interesting that they took a lot of heat from the company because, of course, they put the blame on Kenny Omega uh, and the fans because, well, yeah, we paid money. Uh, we want to <laughs> we want to see this promise. Um, and uh, Callis says, well, people wanted to see a giant explosion. They won't confirm or deny if rigging it to not explode had anything to do with them i kind of liked how he spun it off to make look uh, where they made it look like they spun it off and made tony khan look like a fool for over promising 
I thought that I thought that that was well done too, Matt, where they kind of spun it off like that and uh, like the heels that they are. I thought that was a, a great way to kind of deflect it, Matt. Well, I, I feel they I feel they doubled up on it, and I feel at this point they never need to mention it again. Exactly. Um, I I think I think the best the best thing they can do at this point would be for it to be done, be done and over with. We don't we don't need to bring it up again. What's done is done. You know, time time to move on. Yep. Essentially. Um so. They might they made fun of Kingston uh passing out. Called him a pair of idiots. Uh so that was pretty cool. Omega takes the mic and says that it would have been fun to never have to worry about John Moxley again. Um and <laughs> Omega said that he still got to l- l- show everybody that Moxley's a loser. And then they mo- mocked uh, uh, Kingston dry humping mo- uh, Moxley. 69 me, Don. <laughs> the internet went off on that comment, Matt. <laughs> you think? Uh, 69 me, Don. Eddie, Eddie Kingston comes out. And uh, Callis, of course, talks about how he had hired Kingston and fired him. Because every time he gets this close to the uh, top of the chain, he he screws it up somehow. Uh, the fans that were in attendance chanted Andy, so that just tells you alone uh, that uh, it was a babyface turn. Well done. Uh, if we had a full crowd there, it would have been loud when Eddie came out. Guarantee you, the the, the pop would have been insane uh, for Eddie Kingston. Callis uh, says they're going to give Kingston ten seconds to get out of the ring before they kick his ass. And then they did a countdown and made fun of Don. That's where we got the old Don 69 me joke and, uh, and uh, all that. And uh, Kenny then asked Eddie what he hoped to accomplish and uh, said uh, to take a shot at him. The first one's free. See what happens. Well, he took that free shot decked Omega. And uh, then John Moxley came out and uh, brawled with the Good Brothers and Omega alongside Kingston. And then Christian Cage came out and uh, tried to do the kill switch, but Don Callis pulls Omega out of the ring. And uh, overall, good segment, wasn't it, Matt? Except Christian didn't talk. I know you didn't like that part. But. Yeah, but yeah, no, other than Christian not talking, I, I enjoyed it very much. But Teasing that kill switch. I wonder, I hope they, I wonder if they call it the kill switch. Yeah, they they did not they did not call it by name. Anything on, they didn't on commentary. Anything. So I, I I'm guessing they sure as fuck ain't calling it the unprettier because that's a dumbass name. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll find out soon enough. Oh, how how cool was it to see Christian and and Kenny stare each other down? Man, little fancy little little uh, dream booking right there, pal. Well, Vince, you should have signed him, you dumbass. But anyways. I'm fucked up. The six women tag that we got from the pay-per-view uh, happened there. The good girls get the win as Thunder Rosa, Hikaru Shida, and Road Mizunami defeated Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Maki Ito. Uh, after the match, Britt Baker attacking Thunder Rosa, as this has probably been one of the best feuds in the women's division in AEW history. And uh, is going to set up a main event lights out match, Matt, on uh, on St. Paddy's Day next week. How about that, man? That's going to be a hell of a main event. Having them w- is this the first women's main event, by the way? Or yes, 
Okay. I thought Shayna may have with Nyla once, but I did not know for sure. Um, so first ever women's main event lights out match between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker to end the feud probably. And um, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big match to, yep. uh, to go, to go out on that. They haven't done many lights out matches in AEW. So, and to have the women do it even. Yeah. Even it's, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a, it's a really, it's a really big deal. Matt Hardy uh, uh, unveils that he has uh, uh, adding to his big money empire as uh, he's brought in Butcher Blade and Bunny along with uh, Private Party. And hell, you still got Angelico and, and Jack Evans that work with him from time to time. Uh, I kind of think they got dropped. Think so? Because of Butcher and Blade, Adam Butcher and Blade, do you think? Yeah, I think they got, I think they, I think they dropped. I think one of them might be hurt. Oh, okay. Or, 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 some, or something like that. But they, to me, to me, adding Butcher and the Blade on on this week's thing said to me that TH2 were out. Okay. Scorpio Sky, Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. Uh, went about 13 minutes. Good, uh, a hell of a match there. I mean, no surprise with these two guys involved. And then uh, the seeds were planted. Matt mentioned last week. I predicted on Twitter. And boom, there we go. He'll turn Scorpio Sky. And... Uh, very interesting. Be interesting to see how Scorpio does as a heel. But SEU was kind of heelish, but then they were so good and so entertaining, the crowd couldn't boo them anymore. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do here with uh, with Scorpio as a true heel. Because obviously, when they came over to AEW, SEU were baby faces because everybody loved everybody loved SEU. So uh, next week on St. Patrick's Day Slam. Uh, they taped it tonight. I see, Matt. They taped. I, it. I would. I would assume it was taped tonight. Yes, but yep. I mean that's what it says. Taped on Thursday. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any spoilers out right now. Uh, so. Moxley and Kingston take on the Good Brothers. Cody against Penta. Jurassic Express and Bear Country take on Matt Hardy, Private Party, Butcher and the Blade. Um, is this Bear Country's. Dynamite debut? Uh, no, no. I feel like they've been on Dynamite before, uh, Jake. Like, a, like a multi, like a multi-man thing, or, or something along those lines. I feel like we've seen them on Dynamite before. Uh, Jade at, least, Car- at least one time. Jade Cargill in action, and then of course your main event: Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, unsanctioned lights out match. Inner Circle War Cancel ending the show up, and uh, uh, we all thought, oh, here we go. MJF's going to kick Jericho out of the Inner Circle, and that was the plan until Sammy Guevara came out and showed some hidden camera footage, and uh, so then it looked like, oh, okay, MJF, the Inner Circle, going to beat down Jericho and Sammy Guevara, but uh, Chris said, um, you know, you thought you were smarter than us, but in the end, you're not. Everybody turned around to face MJF. They went to beat him down, and MJF said he did not want to take over the inner circle because he was too busy building his own. What? We all just went, we all just went, what? And uh, sure enough, the lights go out, and in the ring, FTR. Wardlow 
and Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard, and they just beat the piss out of the inner circle, didn't they? Pretty big beat down, brother. Man. Hold on. My mouse is fucking up. I tell you what, though. Did not see that coming, did you? No, it was, it was, it was a very well done swerve. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, a tremendously done. I wonder if my battery's dead. That's not good. Kind of need a mouse. There we go. Played with the battery a little bit. Got it back. Yeah, that was a hell of a swerve, man. Uh, did not see that coming at all, which is great because we all expected what we all expected MJF to kick Jericho out, and it looked like they were going that way. So it's kind of funny. They make you seem like it's obvious, and then look what happens. You know, all of a sudden we may have a horseman stable now. We may have the stable we've been trying to talk about for a while now. Uh, and they bloodied up Jericho and beat the piss out of him and Wardlow powerbomb him through a, t- a table. That was just, man, that, that was a hell of an episode of Dynamite, wasn't it, Matt? Hashtag good shit, pal. Impact Wrestling this week. Uh, Tasha Steeles took on Jazz to open things up with uh, Jazz getting the win there. Um Trey, uh, Trey Miguel talking to uh, Sam, who was the wrestling student that Sammy Callahan was talking to, and it looks like Trey didn't quite get too far with him as uh, as his uh, as he believes in Sammy Callahan. So they decided to have a match in the ring later on. James Storm and Chris Saban took on Rohit Raju and Shara with the uh, the good guys getting the win there. Um. Brian Myers talking to Scott Demore wanted Eddie Edwards fired and erased from the history books so we could have a safe working environment. He even got a lawyer and filed some legal documents. Uh, and you know who Brian Myers' lawyer is, right, Matt? <laughs> yep. The old smart mark. Uh, Demore says, well, you know what? You can settle everything in a hold holds harmless match at sacrifice. And uh, Myers said it was a submission match, but no. He says, holds harmless means there's no rules. And uh, bad mood Brian didn't like that at all. Oh, well. Bad mood Brian. Uh, Trey Miguel beat up Sam Beal, and then uh, Sammy Callahan came out and um, ended up actually dropping Beal with a uh, pile driver um, to uh, get in the head further of Trey Miguel. James Storm and Chris Saban talking about how they're disgusted at what happened to Eric Young because they knew him from way back in the day, in the Impact days. And uh, he says that uh, you kill a snake by cutting its head off, and that's what they're going to do this Saturday. And uh, Jake something came up to them and says he that he offers to have their back to even up the odds. And, uh, and uh, they agreed, as long as Jake will be a man of his word. You always wonder if Jake will kind of falter, but I, I don't think they're going to – have Jake something join violent by design. Do you, Matt? It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense, but I mean, who knows? Uh, we got our paid ad from Tony Khan and, and uh, Tony Shivani. And like you said, uh, they kind of, kind of cut the uh, trash to impact here. Ace Austin took on Chris Bay, a tremendous X division match as they always provide us. 
Uh, Susan took on ODB. And after the match, uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly attack an ODB. Jazz and Jordan Grace make the save. And uh, and uh, that was that. Then we end Impact with a bombshell. At Sacrifice this weekend, it's going to be Moose and Rich Swan in a title versus title match. And the winner gets Kenny Omega at Rebellion. How about that news, Matt? Was not shocked. Nope. Kind of kind of saw that coming. Yep. Yep. Kind of saw it coming, and kind of makes uh, kind of makes it obvious who's winning Saturday too, huh? I yeah, I I would be shocked if Swan didn't win. Uh, Rebellion is April twenty fourth, by the way. Uh, so, uh, sacrifice this Saturday on Impact Plus. Uh, we've got uh, uh, James Storm, Chris Saban taking on Diener and Joe. Uh, I'd assume stay, uh, Storm and Saban get the win here, Matt. Yeah, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Uh, Decay against Reno Scum. We don't see Reno Scum all that often, so I'd expect Decay to win that match. Um, hold harmless match. Would you uh, put Brian Myers over here? I would put Brian I Myers. Would. I would. Too. I would. Okay. Good thing you agree. I would put him over because A, that elevates him huge. That's a former world champion. B, I think Brian Myers is doing a tremendous job at impact. Uh, you agree? Yeah. And I, I think is there really anything more for Eddie Edwards to do in impact wrestling. No. Like he's just kind of, he's done everything. He's just kind to me, he's just kind of there now. He's like, to me, he's, He's lethal. Lethal in ROH? Yeah. Yes. Like, both of them have done all they possibly can in their respective companies now, and I just want to see them – I want to see them both go somewhere else. Uh, Tanil Dashwood and Caleb with a K take on Nevaeh and Havoc. Uh, I would assume Nevaeh and Havoc win, but – I'm Nevaeh... hoping – I'm hoping this does not lead to one of them turning on the other. And Nevaeh has been on a losing streak, and – yeah, I don't know. Knockouts Championship, Deanna Praza, ODB. No title change here, I don't expect. Yeah, no way. Uh, here, though, Fire and Flavor against Jordan Grace and Jazz. I think there will be a title change. I don't think there will be, but I think there should be. Okay. Uh, I also think there will be no title change between TJP and Ace Austin, but we're going to get a good fucking match. I hope, that we, hope we do get a title change. Oh, you want Ace Austin to win? Okay. I I I want to total I want total jack off pussy face to dollar store lose the title and get the fuck out. Oh, you don't like TJP? I, I fucking hate TJP, dude. Uh, so much so that you like Ace Austin over him. I will <laughs> pick anybody over TJP at this point. I think. I didn't realize you hated. I didn't realize you hated. I think he's a. I think he's a total. Total jack off piece of shit. Hey, that stands for TJP. Yeah. There it is. I thinking. I'm thinking. Oh boy, this is going to be fun, Matt. Good Brothers and Finn Juice. We know Finn Juice won't win because they're going to go back to New Japan. But damn, damn, this will be good, won't it? All right, dude. I'd love to see Finn Juice win this, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think they will either. And of course, Moose and Rich Swan. We just talked about title versus yeah. title unification match, and uh, Rich Swan's going to win because we know. The seeds have been sown for many months, Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. 
Kenny gonna, I just I just don't I just don't see them doing Moose and Omega. Kenny gonna take that title in yes. Rebellion? Yes. Ooh. Be fun. Gonna be fun. No way that they're, they're not putting the AEW world title on Rich Swan. I'm oh. sorry. Oh, this is title? Ha- yeah, it's title for title. Oh, I thought it was just impact. Okay. No, it's title for title. So <laughs> that's not happening. You're right. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown kicked off Daniel Bryan uh, with a good promo there. As we know now, he will be facing Roman Reigns at Fastlane. Boy, I'd just love to see Roman Reigns get beat there, but that ain't going to happen either. Just because, you know, the Goldberg thing is still out there, there's there's hope that we might get Edge and Daniel Bryan and Roman and Goldberg. Still hope, right? I'd be I'd be okay with it if that's what they did, but I don't think they're going to. I don't I don't know I don't know if they're going to even have Goldberg and Mania at this point because I mean I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with them if it's not Roman. And you saw like, the they, re- they they might wait and use him at SummerSlam instead. I mean yeah. I, I I don't know I don't know. And you saw the report today that Vince is literally going to uh, uh, tear up the drawing board on WrestleMania. It almost seems like because it just doesn't feel big enough. Well, Vince, if you had booked your product better in the months to come, maybe you could have made WrestleMania feel bigger. Right, right. Fucking moron. Right. Uh, Montez Ford took on King Corbin, then Sami Zayn took on Angelo Dawkins. Um, Carmella fires Reginald. Poor Reginald. Reginald kind of had the worst day uh, ever there on SmackDown. Uh, Chad Gable, Dominic Mysterio, short little match there. I'm just not interested in that feud. I am interested, however, in Dex Hardwood talking about Chad Gable. Uh, possibly contract might be up soon, and uh, uh, Dex may be pushing for a little uh, a, a little match here or something. So maybe getting Gable to AEW. Hmm? He, also, sure? he also implied that he would love to do the revival and American Alpha again. Yeah, because isn't Jordan trying to come back? I guess so. Dude, dude, if freaking look, listen to this. If AEW gets American Alpha mm-hmm. and they hire Kurt Angle <laughs> to manage them <laughs> in like a managerial role, <laughs> like they should have done with American Alpha to begin with. <laughs> oh, wait, Matt, no, wait, I got a better word for you. Ooh. <laughs> you saw it coming. Ooh. You got to watch the po- the potty on Wednesday uh, to get that joke. Ooh. I do I do not like the Adam Cole and the Bebe shirt. You don't like it? I like because the ticket it, idea though. Because it doesn't look like Adam Cole. Yeah, that you're right. If looks- you look like I went and looked at the shirt after after I finished watching the episode. Looks Cesaro, like- Breeze, and Woods all look great. Yeah, and the guy in the front, I'm like, I know this is supposed to be Adam Cole, looks but like it Ro- looks nothing like Adam Cole. Looks like Ronald Ronald Cole. <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't like. I don't know how they how they let that get approved. Yeah, because the rest of the shirt looks phenomenal, and honestly, if it would have looked like Adam Cole, I might have bought it. But it doesn't look like Adam Cole at all. So I was just like, yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You know, you know, sold my departy reference earlier. I must have missed it. 
when I when I started saying, please don't take my sunshine oh, away. My God, that was funny. <laughs> like two minutes, and, and then it, it and it like it crescendoed into him winning the night, which was who does that look? That looks more like uh uh Charlie, the uh, security dude for AEW that's in Sammy Vlog. I would say yes. That looks more like Charlie than Adam Cole. Yes, <laughs> that does it does look- not look like Adam Cole at all. Look, if you look at the other three guys; they all look great, but that um, doesn't look like Cole at all. Like I, wonder, I don't know I'm how they fucked something. up that bad. I'm gonna try something new on the podcast. I'm gonna share my screen here, uh, Matt. If you're watching, do you see it? Yeah, I'm watching you. It's just yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, right, there it is. Uh, that looks like Charlie from AEW, not Adam Cole. And the, look, the other three guys don't they all look good? Yeah, yeah. I think the, I think I think Cesaro, Woods, and, and Breeze all look great. And then the big image in the front, the one who's supposed to be Adam Cole, Charlie. it does not. I dude, I swear to God, I looked at it for like five minutes last night because I really wanted to go to a point where I could see. Oh yeah, I can see it now, and nothing. No matter how I looked at it, I can't see that that's supposed to be Adam Cole. Yeah. My, uh, 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 a part a gaming website I've been a part of actually helped create back in 2010, the gaming tailgate. Um, we resurrected our podcast, uh, the, the, uh, TGT cast, I think is what it's called. Uh, we resurrected that because of the, um, uh, the news of the NCAA football. And, uh, yeah. and so we've been doing a couple of shows and so we, uh, 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 Chris, uh, has been, uh, kind of testing the, uh, the screen share type of thing with, uh, recording and it worked well. So like, Hey, I figured I might as well try that for once. And then you could see my screen. So you would yep. see exactly what I'm talking about. So, Hey, that give the, got to give the people what they want and, uh, give you a little more incentive to, uh, watch the video podcast, you know, makes sense to me. Uh, Bianca Belair, Shana, Shana Baszler, short match. This was not a good SmackDown in my opinion. Um, it was disappointing. Cesaro Murphy only went three minutes. What is this? Murphy's now wanting to be on Rollins' side again. What the so fucking dumb? What? Uh, I am liking what they're doing with Apollo Crews, though, Matt. I don't know what you think at this point, but I like what they uh that they're giving him. I hate the accent, man. Yeah, the accent's a little over the top. The accent for me would be fine if you debut. You can debut with an accent, Kofi. You can't develop. An accent out of nowhere. It, I know. Like, I know, like I when, know La, when La, look when Lana came in with the I Russian get, accent. I get when Kofi came in with the with the with the Jamaican accent. That stuff's fine. I, but when you're already established with a certain voice for years on television, to change it, it I don't. It's a disconnect I, for me. I get it. It's though. a disconnect. I get it because he was trying to be someone he wasn't. That's how he's playing it off. It it makes sense storyline wise why he has the accent because he was trying to act more American to please Vince McMahon to please the fans, uh, whatever. And now he's dropping that act and going to his his regular dialect. I get it and I like it. I I think it's good. And well, I, maybe maybe it'll grow on me right now. I'm not a fan at all. It's a little weird. It's a little it's a little Wakanda ish, you could say. Uh, but the uh, his promos have been good the last two weeks. He is being made to be more of an important character, 
And I think they're doing a good job with that. So I'm pretty happy with what they're doing with Apollo right now. And I think he'll take the title off of Big E at Fastlane. He uh, damn well better not. Uh, what? What what are they doing with Adam Pierce here? Uh, screwing up the NXT tag team title match, huh? What did you think about that? Well, from what I reported today on Sports Kita, apparently the plan, the original plan, was the the women's Dusty Classic was always set was set to be done to crown the first ever NXT women's tag team champions. Okay, but that with the women's Dusty Classic was not supposed to take place. Side by side with the men's Dusty Classic, oh. and it is and like it was going to take place afterwards. Okay, and there was some some somebody made a decision somewhere where the the tournament got bumped up to go side by side with the men's. The problem was they knew belts weren't by ready. the time they get yeah the belts weren't ready by the time that they were near the finals. That's why they didn't even announce that the winner was going to get a WWE Women's Tag Team Title shot until like the two final teams were announced mm. in the finals because they were dragging their feet, hoping those titles would be ready and they couldn't get them done in time. So before the title match actually occurred, WWE received the championships and then they went with the whole, well, we'll make- screw Raquel and, and, uh, and Dakota out of the, uh, the, the, cha- the, these championships so we can reward them with these championships. But then they made the dumb fucking call of having them drop them immediately. That was weird. So they could do Raquel and Io Shirai at, uh, at TakeOver. That was weird. Like, I didn't like it. it was I didn't weird. like it at all. I like, haven't watched I NXT. Was... I haven't watched NXT yet, but I knew uh, I knew uh, Ember and, and Shotzi won. So I knew what that. they should have done is they should have just been like, we're going to, we got these new titles. They will be, we're going to find out who the new, who the first ever champions are tonight. And they could have had a ceremony, a rematch. No, they could have had a rematch. Oh. They could have had Raquel and Dakota against Shotzi and Ember. And the winners were the new, were the first ever NXT women's tag team champions to hand a team a championship and make them drop them an hour later. in their so first weird. defense. That was really, weird. It's a really fucking shitty thing to do. Yeah. It's I, didn't, weird. I didn't like it. It was weird. Um, and they have plenty of weeks between now and the next takeover. They have, if the plan is EO and Raquel, and that's what they implied. We only have four well, weeks. That's actually. what they implied last night. Yeah, plenty of time. They didn't weeks. need. They could have done. They could have done that tag title match next week. Yeah. They could have at least given them a week with those belts. Yeah. Before half like to to get them to them and have them drop them on the same show an hour later. I thought that yeah. I thought that was a really shitty thing to do. Yeah, that was a little weird. Uh, ding dong, hello with Bailey. I, I wonder, Bailey, Bailey'd be a good a, a good host for WrestleMania this year. What do you think, Matt? She's not really in a. He'll have nothing else to do. Like, I guess she'll be in a battle royal or something. Like, she's like, I don't, I don't see anything else they could do for her at, at 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 WrestleMania right now. I mean, I guess they, if they want to do a crazy multi woman tag match. I guess they could put her and Carmella together. Yeah. And they could do something with that, but I mean, I I I don't I don't know what, um, what necessarily what their plan is going to be for for people like Bailey at WrestleMania could, right you could, now. You, you could put her with Billy Kay maybe even as well. Um something something. 
Uh, I liked Corey Graves introducing the steel cage match. I thought that was a little different, a little unique. And then, of course, Dana Bryan, Jey Uso tore it up in that steel cage. No surprise as uh, Bryan goes on the fast lane. Little, little below par SmackDown, unfortunately. But uh, Monday Night Raw, we uh, we start off with the Miz, who's going to get his title rematch, and um, uh, Miz basically whining about uh, uh, having cramps and all that stuff, and and uh, said that Lashley had a chance and blew it and whatnot, and um, he complained because that's what heels do. Bobby Lashley comes out. Pretty cool new entrance for Lashley, huh, Matt? It's like a video game boss battle now. <laughs> right? Right? Little little uh little cut scene and then here comes Lashley. That's a good that's a good analogy on that. <laughs> uh Lashley made short work of the Miz. Actually not uh, not short work. It was about uh, 8 minutes. <clears throat> Miz got a little more offense there this time around but then ended up tapping out to the hurt lock. And then um we saw Drew McIntyre watching the sh- the the match backstage as well. <clears throat> um, Drew was getting interviewed when Sheamus attacked him, and a pissed off Drew asks for a match with Adam Pearce, and Adam gave it to him. No disqualification match. Uh, that'll be a later on. What the fuck happened with Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon? That segment was terrible. I hear Shane might have forgot some of his lines, which made it seem so awkward, is what I'm hearing. But that was terrible. That was a bad segment, wasn't it? Is Matt still there? Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt's just, Matt just Matt just recovered from banging his head off the desk. Yeah. That was terrible. There was, there was a lot of bad stuff on Raw Monday night, sir. One thing that was not bad was the no disqualification match between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Fuck, that was good. That's true. 20 all minutes. Although the finish was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, 20 minutes, and, uh, well, this went to uh, a no contest, a draw, and uh, that's going to lead to uh, fast lane. Last man standing, or what have they said yet? It's going to be something at, at Fastlane. I'm hearing it's a last man standing match. I hear that that's the plan anyway. Seems like they're doing a lot of those lately, right? I guess it's an easy match type. I don't know. Um, Tremendous match. God, Sheamus has just been doing nothing but good matches for the past year now. Uh, AJ Styles making fun of Randy Orton, so that sets up a match for later. Uh, Xavier Woods beat Shelton Benjamin in a short match. Uh, Slapjack got beat up by, or Slapdick, as Matt likes to call him, got beat up by Riddle, and uh, that pissed off uh, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. Um, actually, no, the uh, uh, now we got to the, there's something with Braun beforehand. Braun cut some promo or whatever. I don't know what the hell. Oh, it was Shane telling him, I'm, I'm sorry. And then walked off. And then we got this stupid segment after. Uh, now we're to the stupid segment with uh, with uh, Shane and Strowman. And uh, oh. uh, women's tag team title match. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax took on Ni- Naomi and Lana. And the champions retain. Reginald now aligned with Nia Jax because she thinks he's cute. Uh, <clears throat> straight up Steve Austin season finale. Sad to see the season end. 
but uh, ends with uh, Charlotte Flair this week. Uh, another weird segment. Mandy, they, should, Mandy, they should just aired that episode. Look, they want to turn Charlotte face. They should have just aired that episode in, thir- in the 30 minutes on the raw time slot. Right. Because that did a better job of making Charlotte Flair a likable figure than anything WWE has ever done in their seven years of having her on their programming. Right. Right. Yeah. What was this with Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose and wanting to prove themselves? I don't, and try- dude, I don't know. It was terrible. I had no idea what was going on there. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles had a hell of a match. No surprise there. Uh, and, and then uh, Papa Shango showed up again. And that ended a average edition of Raw. It was pretty average this week for WWE. Uh, Young Rock continues a, a solid audience into week three. I've not watched uh, the third episode yet, but uh, uh, maybe I'll pop that in here sometime soon. Uh, but uh, Young Rock with uh, 3.2 million, a slight decrease, but still a strong showing for week three. Uh, SmackDown had the steel cage main event that did bring in a lot more viewers, about a hundred thousand more viewers as SmackDown got to 2.1 million for the evening straight up. Steve Austin with Charlotte flair, actually the highest audience of the year with Charlotte flair, 753,000 viewers tuned in for that. Uh, I hope USA renews that for a year three. I will, I, I would highly assume they will because I mean, that's a pretty good rating for a, a 10, 10 central 11 Eastern time slot, by the way. Um, raw with Bobby Lashley. Now as champion got a slight increase, uh, to almost 1.9 million. The increase was very slight. It was like 15,000 viewers, but they did suffer a, their usual sharp third hour drop off as they lost all about 270,000 viewers from hour one to hour three impact wrestling went up this week. Uh, uh, last week, which uh, we hadn't covered because we uh, delayed our show this week. Uh, they had 134,000 this week, 144,000. So it went up a little bit. Uh, the Wednesday night wars, uh, both uh, both audience. Well, actually, uh, AEW took the large dip. NXT basically remained even. Uh, AEW with seven hundred and forty three thousand. They lost about two hundred thousand viewers from the Shaquille O'Neal show. Uh, I, a lot of that could have been uh, Revolution. A lot of that, I think, Mass Singer came back this Mass week. Mass Singer it? came back. Uh, it NXT. Was the, it was the season premiere. NXT the, on, on Wednesday night, and that took they that they almost they had almost six million viewers. On just the mask center alone, that's a money. Like that's that, a, that, it's a juggernaut show. That's yeah, a money maker. NX, yeah, NXT and AEW suffer every time the mask center comes back, which is weird because so, NXT NXT didn't suffer. They only lost. Well, they they, they they lost a thousand viewers, but dude, their their ratings have pretty much bottomed out. Yeah, you know, like they're they're stuck in the six hundred thousands. Like that that to me, that's their diehard level at this point. They're they're die they're, that's the. That's the NXT diehard audience that in the six hundred thousand range, and they're going to stay there. They're not. They're not going to really drop out of that. So, like, those are the people that are that are loyal, and then they're going to be watching no matter what. So, and they'll move to Tuesday, and both brands will benefit. So, I uh, tremendously. Which is weird because now ESPN just announced they're going to have hockey, and they're taking the Stanley Cup away from NBC. But. I, I guess they would still air on NBC Sports Network too. Um, I don't think it takes away from NBC completely the deal. I, I ju- hope not. I think it just takes away the Stanley Cup, but that all doesn't happen until 
uh, uh, 15 months from now anyways. So for the Stanley Cup, at least. So I'll worry about that when the time comes. I, I want that fucking move to happen. Yeah, me too. If that falls through and we don't get that move, I'm going to be pissed. I'm, I'm, I have, I've had my fill with the Wednesday Night War. It's, it, it creates such a toxic online environment. I've just, I've had enough. NHL. It's not leaving NBC Sports Network. ESPN is going to take the Stanley Cup, but the emphasis on the deal is streaming. So the emphasis is airing games on ESPN Plus. And PSPN, yeah, there you go. Um. Aha. Uh-huh. This is the key thing here. NHL happy with how NBC's presented and promoted hockey, but leagues generally prefer to have multiple media companies share television rights. Share television rights. So they're still going to have Wednesday Night Hockey. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like, what? The freaking NFL is on, like, four different channels. Yeah, so 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 you'll still have you'll have NHL on USA Wednesday nights. Yeah, no that that makes part that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it, it's going to mainly uh, try to get people to sign up for ESPN Plus or for the bundle, which I just found out they're upping the price by two dollars a month. The, uh, on, the on the bundle. Yeah, it's going to be fourteen instead of twelve. Good oh, jeez. For uh, I don't, Disney, I don't, I, don't, I don't have the bundle, so I have the bundle. I just, I just have Disney Plus. Yeah, it's for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Well, I already subscribed to ESPN Plus and Hulu, so. It made sense. Oh, you see, I didn't. I didn't have either. So, uh, sad. It, it didn't make as much sense for for me as it did for you. Uh, sad news from last week: legendary wrestling promoter Jim Crockett Jr. passed away. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, the news that Jim Jim had passed away, and uh, they they uh, brought out uh, kind of brought out JJ Dillon with uh, with that uh, six man tag. So I thought that was kind of a nice tribute uh, from last week. Um, moving on on the headlines here, uh, got some more content for new Japan added to the, uh, Roku channel. They got Will Ospreay versus, uh, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. And Los Ingrenables de Japan versus Bullet Club. So a couple of, of things added to the, the Roku channel there. Um, as we mentioned, uh, they announced on NXT the first ever two-night takeover, WrestleMania weekend, Wednesday, Thursday, April 7th and 8th. Followed by SmackDown on the 9th and Hall of Fame on Saturday. Oh, no, two, two nights of WrestleMania. I forgot. Hall of Fame on Tuesday. Hall of Fame on Tuesday, which we'll get to the first inductee in a minute. NWA posted a video saying they're back. I don't know if anybody's going to hear it though, because if if I don't know how many, I don't know who's going to pay to watch that. Diehard indie fans, maybe. Uh, Dude, they weren't even getting they weren't even getting great viewership on YouTube for free. Like the fact that they think people are going to want to pay for that content when a majority of their stars that people were watching that programming for are now gone. Yeah, I, I, they, they, I, I don't, I don't really know what I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. I would have loved to have seen the buy numbers for that United Championship Wrestling when they you had to pay to watch that. I I bet you that was low as fuck. Well, the Rock he uh, the Rock has a couple dollars in his bank account and he's got a couple more as Netflix has picked up a 
new project from The Rock. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, reporting that they have picked up Teddy and the Guardians of the Night based on a popular illustration from a Greek fantasy. Uh, and uh, The Rock's uh, production company behind that uh, that piece there. Congrats to Captain Sean Dean. Announcement was made that he is now all elite. I did not realize his record was so bad. Dude, they haven't even let him win a match yet. They fucking signed him a contract. So. He's, got, he's got the Brandon Cutler, Peter Avalon record. He's got. I think he even got worse than that. No, he's much worse because those guys have went on winning streaks. Yeah, he's like 0-30-something. Um, moving on. Uh, AEW star and current NWA women's champion Serena Deeb announced that she underwent surgery on her knee, had a scope, went well. Uh, she said she'll be back before you know it. Uh, uh, scope, she typically put you on the shelf for about a month, so not too yeah, long. I was going to say, I'm not really familiar with how how long people are out when they get a scope. So About a month, maybe six weeks. Um, NXT, uh, WWE has filed for a trademark NXT TakeOver stand. And deliver. Name fucking blows. Stand and deliver. That deserves a thigh slap, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) There's a sign, according to Dave Meltzer. I heard. There's a sign taped up to the wall. No thigh slaps. I saw a graphic. Somebody put the graphic. Thigh slaps is all elite. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen it fucking great um stupidest shit that they worry about john pollock of post wrestling uh reports that uh jim ross was interviewed for the third season of vice tv's dark side of the ring and one of the and one of the topics for the third season is going to be the plane ride from hell matt that'll be fun oh boy to have a dark side of the ring on that uh, May 2002, a number of wrestlers and management flew from Great Britain to the United States uh, following the end of a European tour. On that flight, there were a number of incidents including uh, involving management and wrestlers later attributed to heavy drinking on the plane. Uh, among those incidents were Kurt Henning, Hennig getting uh, goading Brock Lesnar into a fight. Uh uh, what else was there? Uh, Dustin Rhodes serenading Terry Runnels and being told to stop by Jim Ross. Uh, Bradshaw and Michael P.S. Hayes got into a, a physical altercation. Man, that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> Playing right from hell. That's going to be an interesting one. AEW trademarks Captain Insano. Action figures? Yes, they did. Action figures is my guess. Uh, that's from Waterboy, ain't it? Yep. I, I would assume that's that's action figures, something to do for action figures. Video uh, games. Uh, yeah, yeah, video, yeah. Maybe a, a unlockable in the new video game. Um as you may have seen on this past Monday night's Raw, Kevin Patrick, a new backstage correspondent, has joined the team. He's also going to be the host of uh, Raw Talk and the play-by-play guy for main event. 
Uh, he's got a background with Fox Sports as well as CNN International uh, from Dublin, Ireland. Uh, has uh, had a lot of uh, a lot of experience in the broadcasting world for soccer. Uh, Joey Ryan has dropped many of his existing lawsuits, and uh, he will probably continue to be uh, unemployed for the most part. CM Punk called him on his shit. He did. He did. I saw that. New Matt Riddle shirt out there called The Professional. Okay. Yay. (laughs) Christian Cage appeared on Renee Young's podcast discussing who he would like to wrestle in AEW. Um, And uh, I don't have any other information on that. That's all he said. Oh, here we go. He mentioned John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Darby Allen, and MJF. I can imagine the back and forth between Christian and MJF. That would be highly entertaining, wouldn't it? I would think so. A second match has been announced for ROH's 19th anniversary pay-per-view. Uh, previously announced ROH champion Roosh has taken on Jay Lethal, and we will get EC3 and Jay Briscoe finally officially as well that is pal and pay-per-view may 26th and why is my mouse fucking up again jesus christ i think my battery's dead so once i kind of twirled the battery it started working again so i think i just need to put a new battery in this fucker but we're almost done with the show so matt this makes complete sense now of why Matt Cardona posted a picture of John Laurinaitis because people power is back in the WWE. Ugh. John Laurinaitis is now officially a general ma- manager of talent and talent relations. People power. WWE filed for two new trademarks. Frankie Monet, I guess will be a new wrestler and then some Bolasis, whatever the fuck that means. Hall of Fame ceremony will take place Tuesday, April 6th on Peacock. So that'll officially kick off WrestleMania week. Um, and uh, the, the first inductee into the Hall of Fame, none other than the great Molly Holly. Well-deserved. Now, what about this previous people that were announced before on for last year, Matt? They're all going to be inducted on the same night, from my understanding. Okay, okay. So I'm hoping the 2021 class does not have a lot of people in it. Because we don't need a fucking marathon. No. Who's going to be the big... Who's the big guy on last year's class? Batista in the NWO. Okay. Who do you think will be the big guy this year? I don't know. I don't think you need a big guy this year, to be quite honest. Just fill out some more. On the I would do end. like I would do like maybe two... I would do maybe three to four people. Okay. Makes tops sense. Tops in the 2021 class. You're still headlining with Batista in the NWO. Like, what? what more do you need? Yeah. Good point. Yeah, because if if these are technically people that haven't been inducted yet, you're still technically they're they're basically all the class of 2021. So you already have your top guys, top guys out. Uh, XFL tweeted out that they are looking into formal talks to have a partnership with the Canadian Football League. Dark side of the rings overnight audience for. Uh, Let's see here. 
Oh, they just revisited Gino Hernandez, and that was uh, – so that brought in 79,000 viewers, but that was just kind of a – they're kind of like rehashing things or revisiting things, it looks like. It's uh, it's a it's a sit-down podcast type of deal. With Conrad? Yeah, with Conrad. Turkey tits? Be nice for Conrad. Uh, AEW Evolution is going to kick off Monday, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern, headlined by Riho against uh, Makio Ito. Uh, Jungle Boy is going to take on Danny Limelight. Uh, do I have anything else on here? Let me see here. I don't think I do. Let me see if I can get a, a lineup here. While I look for a lineup, uh, Anna J. Uh, Anna, Anna, Anna uh, uh, posted on Instagram, successful surgery on the shoulder. Get well soon, Anna. We miss you already. Yeah, I hope it's closer to six months instead of 12. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Dwayne, uh, Dante Martin from Top Flight takes on Max Caster. Ty Conchi takes on Ashley Vox, who uh, also had wrestled for NWA back in the day. Brandon Cutler is going to get killed by Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. And uh, that is what we know for now, but much more. I wonder how long that show is going to be. Assuming it's going to be an hour. Yeah, it starts at 6.30, 7.30 Eastern. Oh, 6.30? Yeah, it might be an hour and a half. Wait, what? Wait, it starts at 7.30? Action starts at 7.30, according to this tweet. No, no, that was when they were doing... Wait, when's this tweet? Uh, I'll send it to you. March 10th, yesterday. Yeah, no, that was for the taping yesterday. Oh. Okay. As far as I know, Elevation will be on at 7, at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 6 Central, the same time that the, the AEW Women's Japanese Tournament's been that that was done over the last several weeks. Okay. All right. Yeah, this this was forced. Yeah, the action starts at 7:30 basically telling people that's when that then they were going to be taping matches prior to dynamite. Is this what is what they're saying with that? Uh, sad news to, that we heard uh, today. Becky Lynch announcing the the passing of her father on Instagram. Yeah, not yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't never got to meet his granddaughter yet. Probably a lot of it due to the COVID, but so that was kind of unfortunate. But that's terrible. Yeah. Um. Television title match announced for seven uh, for seventeenth anniversary. I went back to the future there for a minute, Matt. Uh, Tracy Williams will take on Dragon Lee. Have you been watching ROH at all lately? I still cannot find time to find it, but I won't say consistently, but I'll I'll check it out every now and then if I have a free moment because it goes on my DVR. So WWE stock closed today at the highest mark since the pandemic, fifty eight dollars and twenty eight cents. And uh, to wrap things up. Nine, the first nine talents have been announced for the return of the NWA. Uh, no surprise, NWA champion Nick Aldis. No surprise, yeah. NWA national champion. Did you just, what, did you just go bleh? Yeah. <laughs> your buddy, man. It's your buddy Nick Aldis. Come on. 
Yeah, just let, put him and TJP in an exploding barbed wire death match. And actually let the ring blow up. Man, he's a national treasure. Come on, Matt. No, he's not. Uh, no surprise, NWA national champion Trevor Murdoch. The television champion is Elijah Burke. He'll return. Uh, Jordan Clearwater, don't know who that is. Uh, Tim Storm, of course, legendary Tim Storm. Slice Boogie, don't know who the hell that is. Uh, Tyrus, I guess he's returning to wrestling. Crimson, who wrestled this, in team. This roster sucks. And Aaron Stevens. This roster sucks. I would not pay for that. They lost everybody that I cared to tune in. And they have nobody left. Yep. There's, not, there's not, seriously, there was not one person you just named that I would pay money to see. Not pay money, no. 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 Not one, not one name. Well, that's going to... That's going to do it for this edition of Lost in the Midcard. I'd like to thank SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, any of your favorite podcasting apps. Just uh, get yourself, uh, uh, do a search for Lost in the Midcard and hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way. Typically on Wednesdays, but this week we went to Friday. So that way uh, when you subscribe, you will know when it comes your way. You can also uh, subscribe to us on the YouTube and the links again are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the mid card, or on the Twitter at LITMC podcast. You can also follow us on the Twitter. I'm on there at JB Huskers. Matt is on there at raw F showtime. And uh, before we ride off into the sunset, look forward to a little sacrifice on Saturday, uh, the pay-per-view in case you're wondering what we're talking about, Matt, what are your final thoughts? Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, I'm just I'm happy AEW righted the ship this week, and I look forward to the Wednesday Night War hopefully being over next month. Cause I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> yeah, the rumored date is uh, uh, April thirteenth after Mania. Yep. So that's gonna be like that will be nine days straight of yeah. WWE con live WWE content if that if that happens. Vince loves it. 10 days total of pro live pro wrestling if you count AEW. Uh, AEW, uh, the pay-per-view was not their be- the best effort because, I mean, they set the bar pretty high sometimes. It was still a good effort, and it was a highly awesome finish until the uh, the explosion. So, you know, we're now through that. Uh, great job of explaining it. A great dynamite, by the way, on Wednesday. And then I caught the end of NXT after that, and that was a tremendous end to the match with uh, with uh, Adam Cole and uh, Finn Balor. We'll talk about NXT on the next show, though. Uh, but uh, it, it was a good uh, a good night of pro wrestling from what I gather on NXT side. And uh, we saw what we had with AEW. That was a good night as well. So it was a good uh Good response, good follow-up, uh, good look to the future. There's a lot of things to look forward to in AEW, and I, for one, am excited on that. As for WrestleMania, well, Vince doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So, uh, you know, it's hard to be excited for WrestleMania, and uh, so hopefully they get their shit together because uh, TakeOver is going to uh, set the bar pretty high and uh, probably outshine them once again. But for Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Lost in the Midcard, and we will catch you next week. 